Hey, it's Saya. I'm Carol. It's Tiffany, and this is what keeps us together. Basically, the group chat in your head. Living rent free. <laughs> Make sure you like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and all major streaming platforms. Yeah. With us today, we have two very special guests: Kirk Jones, what up, what up? and my husband, Patrick King. You know who it is? Our editor yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, literal. Okay. All right, y'all. So we're gonna start off with our song of the week. And since it's African-American Music Appreciation Month, we're going to switch it up and do your favorite Negro spear ritual. So basically, either your favorite song or like that gets you in a good mood every single time you hear it. Or if you go to a black function, you expect to hear this song. Mm. Who wants to go first? I got mine. Okay, go ahead. Um, mine is forever going to be the Isley Brothers Between the Sheets. Ooh, That's Wow. Yeah. What kind of function are you going to? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> does not matter wow. that's literally it's a function between this, the sheets that has right. been my song since you were 10 yes no younger than that like 5 wow. six. All right. yes that was my jam my parents used to play you know all types of music back in the day on that, those old recorder mm-hmm. uh, record players and that that's been my jam it shouldn't have been no, when I, I realized what, it, what they were saying yeah. I was like I'm concerned about the kind of functions you were going to at five, but it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's a good song. It's a good song. It's a good song. Mine's appropriate for all ages. Um, <laughs> Outstanding by the Gap Band. It's actually my son's favorite song. We call it his jam. Oh, um, so that's mine. Classic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Carol yeah. stole mine. No, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I mean, I did you play tried, it immediately after you we said that to steal our wedding. Because. You know, is it or, it's, is it's or pretty, is it not my son's bedtime? Pretty lullaby? important. I mean, I don't know. It is. I'm not there. Ask him. We ask him what's his jam. You know what he plays. All right, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, no, no, um, no. mine in the same vibe though is mm-hmm. before I let go. Oh, that is a good one. I feel like it's right in line with all it of that. Yeah. Agree. Wow, what a time. It tracks. Mm-hmm. That definitely yeah. tracks. What's mm-hmm. going next? Kirk, Kirk I didn't realize. You know what? I got a song. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't realize what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it was like a three-person thing, but I'm gonna oh. go with. The newest of the bunch, Swag Surf. Oh, that is a good one. I kind of got that too. Oh, man. Memories. Guitars. Oh, yeah. 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 Yours too. Yeah. I feel like it's a Negro staple at this time. It definitely is. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I'm going to go with This Is How We Do It, Montel Jordan. Oh, wow. I forgot about him. Every time I hear that song, like it's a, the quintessential song, like from the youth, from my youth. That's fair. Every time that came on, it was, it was time to move. Yeah. Okay, I'm with that. Mm-hmm. That is a really good one. I, I feel, feel like, like summertime is also oddly one. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's like it's like that kick off the summer. Like, yeah. yeah. Which Fuck summertime? Will Smith. I mean, oh okay, yeah. okay. What's the other? There's one? another summertime. Right. Oh yeah, Bob's Cartel. Oh. oh wow. Pool party. If it didn't reach me, I would reach a summertime. I don't know. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I try to tell you every time. First of all, Kirk, weren't you like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then. Supportive. <laughs> I'm just right here, all right? I appreciate that, bro. I got a teammate. I got to take care of it. I appreciate that. Real. I feel like this is going right into our topic, actually. That. This is a problem. I appreciate you, my brother. We can you. actually move on right, from right there. On. I'm sure somebody out there will know that song. Yeah. For sure. This is perfect timing. All right, so our cultural reference for this week is going to be on male accountability and friend, male friendships. So that's why we have Patrick and Kirk here today. All right, and our cultural reference on this is going to be a post from the Melanin Shade Room. And it says here from Twitter, King Coyote, 
men's banter is too funny. Sometimes life threatening could could have happened. Something life threatening could have happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. But once we establish you're uh, still alive, every joke in the universe will fly. And then Bianca Dillon replies, when my hair caught on fire, my brothers called me Ghost Rider for two <laughs> half years. Jokes. <laughs> yes. Anything good. Um, oh, um, Mike Ogie, because I'm not saying what his real uh, page is. I got stabbed in my leg by a girl I was messing with for a long time, and I have a slight limp now. These fools use to sing lean back when I walk back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I thought this is our relationship too. It is. It is. Based on our last episode? <laughs> yes. This just sounds like niggas. You haven't heard landmarks. This is niggas in general. Let's see. I'll do one more. Uh, Liffy says, bruh, I got in a car accident with my homies. This SUV slammed into the back of us. And these fools going to say, you like that, huh? I seen you curl your toes. <laughs> Yikes. So aggressive. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I think, I mean, this is a funny insight into how, what you guys would say, our male friendships, male relationships. Absolutely. It tracks. Yep. If, if you're not laughing at somebody's pain, what are you doing? Right? Like, I'm talking like near are you death. Your friends? Not, not regular pain, but near death. Right. You got to be right of it. Because it's know? better. It's the only way to cope. It's the only way to cope. Otherwise, it's too serious. <laughs> yeah, you, you survive. We're here now. It's cool. All right, all right, all right. So, in your friendships, how do you all, in a serious situation, how do you show up for your friends? Like, what does that look like to the two of you? Um, I mean, for me, it starts with comfort, right? You got to make sure that your friend is actually okay. Mm. And it could, I mean, it could be anything. If like, if I don't know, you break your leg, like we're, we're joking about now. My initial reaction is, oh man, like seriously though, are you okay? Do we need to go to the hospital? Are you good? Right. And then immediately it's like, oh, good luck in the next game. Break a leg. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Not immediately. Like not the leg still in the cast. In in the ambulance. Uh, good. All right. (laughs) Next game though. Just like that. (laughs) Just like that. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. So what if something's actually wrong? You He's gotta, gotta wait. wait longer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta wait a little longer. <laughs> but, so, wait a little so there's longer. zero emotional he support out. here. The only support is, are you okay? It's the initial. The initial is emotional, right? There's like a few seconds at least. Oh my god, couple minutes. And I'm, I mean, I'm asking very seriously, like, are you okay? No, okay, like, for, okay. <laughs> What if they didn't? What if they didn't break something? Like, what if it's like Emotional they just went through turmoil. a breakup? Like, they had been yeah. with someone for years and they had a really bad breakup. So that's the harder one. Um, <laughs> You're looking at you. <laughs> I have I've had this happen in a very very serious way one time with a with a very close friend who was going through a really tough time. This was actually like a friend of his that he had a big falling out with. Mm. And it was so shocking to him that like he had to talk to somebody, a friend every day, like literally every day. So mm-hmm. he would call me and be like, this is how I'm feeling today. Right. And he was, it was a, he was in a, a really bad place. Like just wanting to sleep all day. And like, we thought it was to the point where he might have some feelings for this guy. And we were asking questions mm-hmm. like, could this be something else? Right. Um, but for me, you know, I could have been a little annoyed, like, bruh, every day, bruh. Like, you know, but it was, it was Niggas. Just, 
But was, you were still there natural, regardless. It felt natural mm-hmm. to just be there for him mm-hmm. regardless. Okay. You know mm-hah. what I mean? That's important. Felt yeah. Natural. yeah. Yeah, yeah natural. I think, That's what I we think were for me, it, it's... <laughs> Glad we got here. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, it's the same. Um, I have a core group of guys who we do show up for each other in, in an emotional manner and just have a delicacy in how we address one another when we're all dealing with life shit. Um, life is gonna life and we've all seen each other through hard times, good times, you know, talking about 15 to 17 years of friendship. So um, we've seen through each other through joyous times and seen each other through legit death. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important that, you know, we do relate to each other just as guys, you know, yo, I love you um, because that is not said amongst men groups period mm-hmm. right um but there is a genuine love there for all my bros they know who they are and um yeah and i think we've matured a lot over the years and mm-hmm. but it takes some time to get there uh with your friends you know i sometimes depending on who your friends are you can't always lean on them and you know who they are you know who you can go to with what Right. Yeah. And sometimes that doesn't include the entire group. Um, and being able to get to a point that you can depend on other guys in that manner, it's usually a very small circle and it takes time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 What do you think? You said you, you guys matured into that relationship. Like, what do you think was like the changing factor that like brought more maturity and depth to your friendship? Mm-hmm. Um, It's hard to say because all of us are inner city youth from New York City. Um, if you understand that environment in the 90s and what that was like growing up in that environment, you come out with a mentality and mind state. And we all met in undergrad back in like in 04. Um, so there's definitely a mentality in, in mind state that's just kind of, that doesn't put you in a space to be emotionally vulnerable or show emotion a lot. But I think as we aged and got older, um, understanding that all of us are unique characters in how we interact with one another. I kind of serve as like the anchor for my group in terms of like most people come to me for like emotional support or like to like really depend on or you know what I'm saying? Not that nobody else can serve as that, but I'm the advice guy, right? I'm the person that is spoken to, to, to give some, some sound advice. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, I always try to relay that in the form of it's not me, it's God is coming as wisdom, you know, knowing that it's going to be that level of conversation mm-hmm. uh, with my friends and they know that. And, you know, um, so I think understanding that and as we've grown older, um, and, and seen, you know, different walks of life and, you know, gone through experiences, that was the thing that was kind of molded us to be like, yo, nothing is promised. Tomorrow isn't promised. Mm-hmm. Um, if if there was any ever question, like, bro, I love all y'all. So is the I same th- for you, Kirk? Yeah. So I'm kind of the same way in my friend group where I'm the guy that people go to, but I, this is not something that I wanted or like that. Like, I'm like, yes, please come <laughs> talk to me about your feelings. Stop. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm like, yeah, I'll listen, bro. Like if you yeah. need to talk, I'm there for you. Mm-hmm. So I, I think like after just time and time again of that happening, I grew to be a guy who was like, 
I'm actually there for you. You're not just listening, but you know, let me ask some questions. Let me dig a little deeper in this mm-hmm. and like, let's find out how you're feeling for real. For real. Mm-hmm. So okay. do both of you have that oh, person in your life? Do you have a you? Yeah. yeah. Right there. Oh, that's adorable. Oh, so my wife. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, well, I want to go back to that, but do you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my big brother has always been that for me. Okay. For yeah. as long as I've been alive. Yeah. Okay, so then I want to go back. To, so you don't have a male friend that you can go to. Are you feel comfortable or safe? All four, all, all four of my guys who you've met, they are people I can go to. Okay, but I mean, nine times out of ten, I'm not the person to go to people like that. I'm, I can be a bit of a recluse. I don't, you know, I deal with my shit and I deal with it mm-hmm. um, as it comes. Um, and it's been growth to be in a space to explain to people like what I may be feeling or going through at any given point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, does that feel, I see you nodding too. Does that mean you resonate with that? Um, yeah. And I, and to clarify, I think there's, I don't have any friends that I would not ever go to. That, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing that like, I'd be like, Oh, he's not that friend at all. Right. Cause then you gotta start like questioning your friendship. Yeah. Right? yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you, like if you have you both had something really heavy happen and you went to a male friend of yours? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, so it's I not mean, a hypothetical really heavy question, relative, right? But I'm for like, well, heavy to you in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For I'm, for like breakups and like like job stuff. Yeah. Like just yeah. I don't know major life milestones and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely go to my friends, my male friends, and be like, "This is how I'm feeling about this." Like, okay. You know. Did you feel you supported at the end bit? of that? Yeah, for sure. After all the jokes, um, yeah. some are. <laughs> Hopefully, before the jokes is always going to be there. Definitely before the jokes. Okay. The jokes yeah. came. Though. The jokes definitely came. Did the jokes deter you from going back? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Right. Um, and that's like for for me anyway. I can only speak for myself. It feels necessary that like I need a little pick me up at the end of this. Yeah, right? I think yeah. that's just no, being black. Yeah. Also, yeah. Facts. True. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Tracks. Yeah. Okay. Oh, go ahead. You had a question, didn't you? Did you forget? Mm-mm. I had a follow up, but they answered no. it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, do you want to get heavy? Well, I think we have to. This has been too yeah. light. Okay. All right. <laughs> so our next cultural reference is Demetria Lucas has a podcast, Ratchet and Respectable, and she was talking about um, Kendrick Lamar's latest album, and he has mm-hmm. a song on there called "Mother I Sober" or mm-hmm. something yep. like that. Yep. And he talks about how his mother was abused and she always asked him if he was abused, but he said no, but she never believed him. So that was very traumatic for him. Um, but on that same album, he has Kodak black on the album who ha- was um, accused of raping someone. He ended up pleading down to lesser charges, but he's also been in a lot of, he's been accused more than once of either raping or um, assaulting women. And in that case, like, what does accountability look like for men? Like, she felt like he shouldn't. Why would you put someone on the album that has been accused and charged of a sexual crime, knowing that you just talked about the effect of that on your life with someone, a woman close to, as your mother? Um, so, like, when you guys hear that, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Does it matter? Is there one to one to you? Like, so um, there's a lot. Um, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know what Kendrick intended. Right. It could have been that he knew that, like, oh, this is this is your past. Like, you should be a part of this kind of project to understand that, like, 
this has been my experience and that people are out here really hurting from things that people like you do. Mm. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it also could have just been by happenstance. He was like, Kodak jump on this album. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know it. Like if Kendrick Lamar is who I hope he is, I would hope that he brought this up in conversation to him outside of the album. Um, and I wish that some of that would have come through on the album itself. Mm. Uh, but it didn't. Because <laughs> the album is kind of heavy. Yeah, like the whole album is really right? heavy. Yeah. So yeah, it's thing. not like, because I was into the, in the car and I was like, there's not really a, like a party or ha- hype type of song in this Nothing. album. Well, I mean, there's a couple. I'm, there's I'm, a couple of those, a couple of drinks. Yeah. But I think. I didn't want to make you drink after because it's almost, I was like. Whew. Yeah, they're all, they're all pretty heavy. But <laughs> I do feel like the one poem, I guess, that, um, that Kodak Black had, he was expressing like where he came from as like this person in poverty and how uh-huh. hard it was for him and all those things. And I feel like that's exactly what Kendrick Lamar wanted him to represent on the mm-hmm. album is like the, yeah. the horribleness of it all. Right. And then other places in the album want to express this other side of like the damage that's done by somebody like this. Okay. So you that's feel like it was strategic. I think so. And if I had to guess, like, Kendrick Lamar, he's a pretty thoughtful person. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I would think there's strategy in putting Kodak on there as well. Um, knowing where he comes from, you know, it's, it begs for con- controversy, right? Mm-hmm. Which sells albums for one, but also understanding that men are complex, right? As, as much as he has been accused for, what he's been accused for and has done whatever he has done in life. Um, there's another side to him, right? There is pain that he goes through. There's things that he deals with and goes through in his life that shapes him and makes him the way that he is, you know, a part of that being his environment. And I think being able to capture some of that um, on the album, let me get through it. We are, we let are. Let me get through it. <laughs> We're letting you finish. Let me get through it. I have so many questions. Giving him an opportunity to capture some of that on the album um, and explain some of that, you know, the environment that raised him to be the person that he is, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I would hope, as Kirk said, that there was a conversation about his trials, the things that he's been through, um, the legal troubles that he's been involved in, um, and explaining, like, what this album meant holistically Mm -hmm. um, and how he tried to present it. Granted, Kendrick is not exactly in a space right now to do a lot of press, to give a lot of explanation and background, um, mm-hmm. just because this is his last album with TDE and last albums and labels and how that stuff works is dicey sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think there was strategy and there was thought into it. Um, can I fully relay what that thought was? I can't. Okay. Go ahead. Do you want to go first? Lay it on me. No. Well, my my thought. Well, my first thought was, you can extend grace without giving someone a platform. Or, I think there's a fine line between like, uh, what am I trying to say? I don't know if he had to give him a spot in his album, but he could have had a conversation with him. Like, why did he have to? Because it's, mm. I don't know how to, uh. Articulate. Can I help? Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's often around these conversations, what does accountability look like is a core question. And as consumers, we're not often in a place to grant accountability or give accountability to 
people that are celebrities, people that make money, whatever, doing whatever they do. But Kendrick is. So like in a space where like you hope accountability is being taken or or given place, like having someone featured on your album doesn't look like accountability. Yeah, to the outside. Yeah. Like it could it could grant a space to have conversation to create conversation but like carol said like that conversation can also take place without me supporting your pocket you know what i mean if if this is something that i'm actually not in support of that i understand that you pled guilty to at the very least like whether you're guilty or not like that's up to god and you really but Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like where what does accountability look like in a space where as consumers we're not able to do it but kendrick isn't kind of in a space where he can hold someone accountable and choosing to make this decision. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think you're right that for artists, for music artists, especially if you are totally against something, you should probably not have the person who did that something on your album. Right. Yeah. I think that's kind of cut and dry, but I also think it brings up this other important question of forgiveness and like what that really means. Mm-hmm. Cause like at some point I would think, somebody would say oh kodak does deserve another chance and it's i think it becomes a question of like what has to happen in between now and that point for kodak to get that chance accountability i think on his part which right maybe that hasn't happened but uh, but i guess i'm saying we don't know what's happened outside of the album right right? yeah we don't know what kind of conversations kendrick has had with kodak and it might be that this is his forgiveness this is him saying be a part of this. This is a special project. I'm going to like, we're going to dive deep into some of these issues and I want you to be a part of it because I know what you've been through or like we've been through enough together or whatever that may look like yeah. for Kendrick. It also reminds me of our conversation we had with Tisha and Debbie, where you're trying to, you have to determine for you what somebody, what is holding somebody else accountable and also how do you support them through that accountability? Right. And so it doesn't always look the same for every person. And so I agree that it does from our perspective as the consumer look as if he is not supporting women as much as he is supporting Kodak. And that may not be for everybody, but it doesn't have to be for everybody. I think we very much want it to be a very black and white thing. We, when we talked about accountability in the church, we talked about, you know, sometimes people leave the church. They don't stay in the same place that the preacher has maybe had some issues with. Some people stay and work through that some people stay and support something that's completely wrong but also like there's nuances within that so it's like i know for me i may not be able to stay but if you as a man feel like you need to support this person then as long as you understand that there's some accountability for the interaction you have with this person and the way in which you all are 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 talking if that's what you've decided to do you decided to stay and be a friend then you need to be having a conversation about really how do we move forward in a way that's going to be positive for you and for me, because I still support women. I still support the people that you have hurt. Do you know how you've hurt them? Having these real yeah. conversations, because I don't think that you're going to be able to do that across the table with a, a woman who he may not be that comfortable with having that conversation with. So I think it's important for men to be able to do it in whatever way they can, but I still need to know if I'm connected to you, that if you do support women, that you also are sharing that information. Like that needs to be, I think Kendrick hasn't, it could be for label issues, but he hasn't yet come out with. I've noticed this nuance and this is what I'm doing because X, Y, and Z that would help others who are watching consumers and his, maybe even <coughs> other people in his life. I don't know what he's told his wife. I don't know what he's, 
wife, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what he's told his wife. I don't know what he's told other people. But if he's not checking in with them, then there lies a bigger problem, yeah. I think, for me. Because to me, the other question that it presents is like, is Kendrick the one that needs to forgive Kodak? The crime wasn't against Kendrick. You know what I mean? And I feel like as women, that this becomes a topic that would this be a topic if women didn't bring it up? You know what I mean? Like, I, it's to a point where, like, I, like, I don't even know what's a topic. I've only heard this one person say no, it. No, I've heard it. Too. Okay. Like, I also, I just wonder <laughs> crimes against women aren't taken seriously. Serious. Like, That's yeah. What the, what the accountability is for those things is very light if it's given at all. So, like, it often just feels like we want to know that people are on our team. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of this comes from, like, wanting to not feel like crimes against women are just women fighting their own battle. You know what I mean? Because it's men committing the crimes. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, we also want to feel like the men that we know would protect us if given the yeah. opportunity, the chance, if they were in a room with that person. A lot of it stems from like wanting to know like, y'all know this is a problem. Mm-hmm. And like, like, and because it's such a large problem, because so many men are com- doing these acts, it can't just be done in a vacuum like it can't just be us afterwards like being like this is what needs to happen and this is how you guys need to act it also needs to be men holding men accountable yeah i agree with that no i agree yeah Uh, so i I think um what accountability would look like to me as a man looking at this situation with two men would be kendrick going to kodak and being like bro i don't fuck with the fact that like you did this, you pled guilty to these charges, super not cool, like at all. And like, we need to talk through that, right? Like let's work this shit out, two black men. But not on a public forum. Eventually, hopefully. But the very, at the like very least, what has to happen is the let's talk about conversation. And also Kendrick should express, this is my experience with this. You know, I've seen the pain that it causes. Right. I want you to understand that Kodak, you know? And I think he touches on some of that if you, dive deep into the album and listen he talks about what he's seen his mother go through what he's seen family members go through what he's seen his aunt go through um and a lot of it is kind of like i think a a piece of it is him not wanting to feel like this needs to be a promotional piece to say that i need to give this big audience to this conversation that i may have had with kodak um to said promote my album it would feel as if it's part promotion Mm. as opposed to having it be a private moment. Sometimes things need to just be private moments. It doesn't always need an audience. You know, it may beg for an audience, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that it's Kendrick's responsibility to necessarily give it that audience. Right. This Mm -hmm. is all conjecture. Like we don't know, you know, what was said. We don't know the conversation, but having enough faith that Kendrick is a, a thoughtful person you know, not only just through his music and the things that he's sort of done in his area in LA and, you know, the type of people that he surrounds himself with. I would hope that, you know, that sort of conversation did happen, right? Because there's no way you bring somebody in knowing the, the level of weight that the entire project is and not have a full understanding um, of, you know, the context that should go into it. You know well, I mean, mean, all right. So I'm going to disagree with you on a couple things, respectfully, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think for one, there is a way to bring people on knowing everything, right? Just like, yeah, hey, no, you're right. Lit. I need you. Yeah. And yeah, that's a lot, how a lot of things, how a lot of these things go. Right. But then also, I think that if enough people are like 
upset about this publicly mm-hmm. and I, I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know. But if there's enough people like, bruh, how could you, how dare you, right? Mm. I think he does have a responsibility to be like, let me come out in public and speak on it or mm-hmm. like, do something in the yeah. public eye related to this issue. So this is promoting itself without him having to promote anything. You know what I mean? Like this conversation probably drew a lot of people to his album to listen specifically to that song. Oh, really? Maybe some others okay. because I hadn't gotten to that song yet. Mm. when i heard this on jimmy chair lucas's podcast mm. that's so i went to listen to it so that's one more stream that <laughs> you know what I mean? that he might not right. have gotten so i think it's promoting itself without him having to say anything at all but i did want to if we could take this away from kendrick because we were doing a lot of assumptions um and bring it down to like a personal conversation so i don't know if you guys have had anyone either a woman that's been sexually assaulted or a friend that has sexually assaulted a woman that you're aware of and been like i've been accused of and like what does that conversation look like between two men or the woman or the, yeah or the between woman. like the man and the woman no you and either you and, you and the woman that you know that's been sexually assaulted right. or you and your friend that has been accused of and or has done it to a woman i, mm-hmm. I don't i don't have any experience with that on either side on, on side. either side as far oh, as wow. i know okay yeah. yeah um definitely no experience on that with any males that i know who have sexually assaulted any women like i just don't surround myself with people in that who would do such a thing what do you um, what do you consider sexual assault what do i consider sexual assault sexual yeah. assault um could be something as simple as trying to grab a girl's butt and we in a party okay i just want to like, make sure that we're okay. no i yeah i understand Okay. Um, but yeah. it's one of those things where it's like my circle, we carry ourselves in a certain manner when we're outside and all of us have more than enough respect for women to know the right thing to do and not to do in terms of how we engage with women, mm-hmm. at least how, at least for what I have seen, I can mm-hmm. only speak to what I've seen. Right. right? I, that that's the most that I can do. And I know most of my guys, they know that. I wouldn't tolerate that for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's something that would necessarily, it wouldn't necessarily be done in front of me. Okay. Um, I do have female friends who have been sexually assaulted and, but I've never heard the story as a part of like this happened. And then I'm being told it's like, this may have happened in my past. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and a, a, a story may have been shared with me and it was just like, I'm, you know, I'm just there to be an heir and a shoulder to lean on mm-hmm. as opposed to anything. I'm not gonna. I go find the dude. I'm not gonna. I'm leaving this Wait, one now. That's good to know. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just a space where. I'm just listening to my friend's experience. Okay. Um, and at least in front of her, she can see that all men are not like that. Um, and give her some solace that it, the percentages is crazy for how many women this happens to. Yeah. Which is period. Yeah. I think that anyway. that's the crazy thing having this conversation with men is like, I, I almost don't know a woman that hasn't been sexually assaulted. I also don't that's- know any men that know anyone that's, committed a sexual assault so it's like somewhere 
the numbers don't match. You know what I mean? So like that's what presents this conversation from a standpoint of like is it if you see something, say something, or is it like you just kind of mind your business or like you don't see it that way, or is it you've just never seen it, or you know what I mean? Like from a woman's perspective, that's what we're trying to gather. Like, how are there so many of these niggas? Yeah. <laughs> where are they coming from? Where? It's also kind of shocking for, uh, or at least me, to hear that like this happens so often and that, again, where are these niggas? I don't, I've never heard this. Well, also from women, I like, women don't come tell me this, this, this thing happened, right? Right. Yeah. I've definitely never heard it from any men. Like, hey, guess what I did last night, bro? But right, that would be wild. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, you need to go. You need to leave. I mean, seriously, it sounds like these stories are happening all the time. Yeah, and I, yeah. Just, I, well, I was about to say, it's a it. When we're asking this question, we have to remember and understand that a lot of people, with with regards to sexual assault, don't talk about it like that, and it's mainly because of the psychotomy of if we do is there anything that will happen as far as repercussion and that won't blow back on us right mm-hmm. right like be it the process of trying to say it to a police officer or anyone even believing you in the first place or you know maybe you positioned yourself where people are going to say yeah, well, what it's your fault wearing? right yeah. like like is that even what you want like right. what does it do the, to the dynamic if it's like in a friendship group dynamic what does that do to that dynamic of right. your friendship and i also think with with that so that's the woman's side but then i also think about with men i remember watching um what's the hbo show with uh michaela michaela yeah um i i would something like it's a weird yeah all right anyway there's a show on hbo we'll <laughs> Try to remember to plug it um, later, but long story short, it talks about um, sexual assault. Oh, oh it's the girl who shot that guy yeah. and she got sent to jail. Huh? No. 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 <laughs> I don't know that one. I don't know that what one. What show is that? Okay. Okay. It's, 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 it's somebody who we watched it together. Somebody who like murdered their assaulter. I made destroy you. Oh, that one. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But it Fuck. just made me realize how much I didn't know about what was considered sexual yeah, assault. And so exactly. then thinking about from a male's perspective, if I've been told that there's only a certain things, if she says no, then that's considered, mm. you know, it. And the show was like, oh, it goes yeah. way beyond that. There's a lot. There's a lot of nuances to it. So I can also understand you could be in a room with your guy friends and all of them have at some point done something that. It's not considered by them to be, yeah. but someone else, either the law or the woman who has been, who was in that sexual relationship with mm-hmm. that person, you know, considering it to be something that the other person did not. Right. Like, yeah. I just yeah. feel like the, it, you could tell people are in the yeah. And that's why I asked that question, not to trip you up, but just to see what it meant to you. Because yeah. same thing, I think. A lot of times we probably didn't even know we were assaulted until we think about it. Or we said to someone else and they're like, oh, you know, that's not normal or that shouldn't right. happen to you or whatever. Like I when I was single and in the clubs and everything, I probably couldn't think of one time I went out and someone didn't try and touch me without my permission. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know how you feel, but I really like no, I feel the same way. I remember one time being on Adams Morgan, someone grabbed my butt and I slapped him and my guy friend grabbed me. And I was like, hmm, that doesn't seem like that's the way that should have gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I, so I have heard that. I've definitely heard that. Like women getting grabbed in public and that yeah. um, holding the person accountable is something I've never done. I should probably be a little more um, open to doing that, I suppose. But it never seems like a situation where that's my responsibility. Mm. And that's probably mm-hmm. why that's not the first Ooh, thing I think to do. Let's dig yeah, into I think, that. I think yeah. a lot of times like in men groups, it's like, nigga, that's on you. Like you did something, right? Mm. And it's not necessarily in the space of you, you chose that to be your action. So you're going to deal with the repercussions. And that's not something necessarily where as men, I'm going to jump in to tell you and reprimand you. Um, not reprimand, but even, even like, would you even, what if he doesn't see that what he's doing is wrong? Do you feel the need to explain why it might be? I, I understand what you're saying. Nine times out of 10, this is going to be like, oh, that nigga's wild. Like nine mm-hmm. times and then move 10, on. In, in holistically within the group. Yes. Okay. Is there and a I, line? Is, so I've had a conversation with, so all right, maybe, maybe I do know a guy who has sexually assaulted someone in terms of like grabbing, groping when girls didn't want to be grabbed and groped mm-hmm. and right. um, have had those, these are mutual friends that come to me and be like, yo, this nigga's tripping, like go talk to him. And I will, I'll, I'll do that. Happily. Why is it your job? Because again, I'm the nigga. Wait, wait, wait. So did the woman come to you or the guy was like, you need to go, another guy told, okay. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I thought it was another nigga coming up to you being like, (laughs) Like, yo, get that nigga. (laughs) Check him in. So it's like the woman who was in the situation said, yo, talk to your boy. Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't even super aggressive. It was just like, he's drunk and doing too much, right? Yeah. Like, oh, just Mm -hmm. put him in check or whatever. And like, it's cool. They're always open to, yeah, you're right. I am too drunk. I need to chill the fuck out. Okay. Um, but I've never been in a situation of sexual assault. But I did think of one other story while y'all were talking about this that it wasn't sexual, but it was physical. Um, and I will leave out names yes. and stuff. But um, I was hosting like a post game, I guess. Uh, there were four of us, me, a young lady that I was talking to who will go by a K, a good friend of mine who will go by B, and then another good friend of all of ours who will go by S. And the S is a woman, right? B's a guy, K is obviously a woman. B and S, the guy and girl started getting, like they were play fighting in my living room. Very fun, lighthearted, but I could see where this was going and I was like, I'm tired, I'm gonna just pass out, right? I don't have time, I don't, I don't feel like doing all of this. Y'all are doing too much, I'm going to sleep. Me and K decided to go into the bedroom, go to sleep. We hear this play fighting getting more serious. We hear this, both of us. Mm. And suddenly there's like this big crash, right? And you're like, my table. B and S, that should have been my response, really. But B and S started arguing loudly. Mm. And me and Kay are in the bed, like, I just don't, I don't have the energy. Mm. Let these two grown ass adults work this shit out, right? Mm -hmm. Mm. Eventually, S leaves and B, the guy, sleeps on the couch um, and then drives home like in the morning because he was drunk. S comes to me sometime later and she's like, bruh, I know you heard what happened, right? Like, I expect you in those moments to come out and do something, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I know you heard. My reaction, this is, I don't know, 2014, 15, I was a younger man, not an excuse, but a little less mature than I am today. My reaction was defensiveness. I was like, y'all, you're a fucking adult. You can handle yourself. Like, I'm not going to come down. You don't need a savior. You don't need somebody to step in for you and blah, 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 right? And like, thinking about this now, this is something that I still haven't, like, Fully ap- like apologize to her for just re- responding that way right yeah um maybe i'll give her a call uh but anyway yeah, she probably felt very unsafe 
yeah yeah in that moment yeah. and that's the thing that's the i think she used that word i felt unsafe and it yeah. wasn't again it wasn't like sexual and but Via's like a he's a big strong guy right and i can imagine her feeling like oh shit i don't know what's about to go right. yeah. Yeah. i just need somebody else it to come out fast. of here and it, it, you know it's the level of uncertainty yeah, yeah. yeah. right it, just because it's it might be an argument they might know each other right but that woman has no idea what he's capable of in the state that he's in. Right. They exactly. may even yeah. be friends. Yeah. But they are. They, they were friends and are friends. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's just in that state, in that moment, a woman can feel unsafe at any point in time. Right? I'm actually surprised Kay didn't do, at least get up. And again, we're, this is younger. Yes. So like we're in mm-hmm. different mindsets. Right. Cause I was thinking, um, a woman to woman, and so, most, I mean, you, were you guys all, I'm assuming you guys were all yeah. drinking. So like, yeah. and did she yeah. know them both too? Yeah. Good friends. So like, we're all good friends with each other. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's probably like you're inebriated. So like your probably your immediate response isn't, you know, that's probably all yeah. the judgment. Now now yeah, your judgment is different, but slug, like yeah. usually yeah. women to women, if I feel like my friend is an unsafe situation, I'm going to try and intervene. Even if that puts me in an unsafe situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, <laughs> Yes, unfortunately, yep. been that person a number of times. But I've also been that person in the presence of men a number of times, which is... And you're expecting them to do the same, but they don't. 100%. I remember a specific situation with one of my really good friends, known him since high school. I was dating someone, and he got angry with me and got aggressive and like started getting physically aggressive, and we're in public. And it's the three of us. And I'm like trying to defuse the argument and it's not diffusing it's only escalating and so i try to remove myself and i'm being physically blocked and chest bumped again in public so now it's like if this isn't public like where is this going yeah like where what's the exit yeah and i can make eye contact with my friend who is doing this wow i from i guess from the standpoint of like I didn't want to get okay. involved in your relationship, but I'm looking at you for help. Yeah. Like for literal help. And like that, like made me completely change my perception of that person. Mm. Like it, it was like, there had been like a couple of things dealing with like other people where I felt like you should feel more ch- charged or like led to act in those moments. Like I don't, I shouldn't feel more charged than you. Yeah. But in, in that I was like, Oh, not even me. Like you, you won't right. even help me right. yeah like oh okay like this is a different like it's different than i thought right yeah mm. Mm. yeah so yeah. i think from that standpoint it's kind of like what does accountability look like i don't know if you've already tried to answer that so sorry if you have but like also like what's what's the line like what is or do you feel like because i think as women we have to think of this kind of stuff because it happens all the time so for to. you it's, I don't know. Do you like it when a girl does unsolicited touch your dick or something? I don't know. Like if that's a, like a whole oh, hey. I mean, or a, no, don't touch not, me. Not a whole hey. I mean, to a certain extent. Or is it like, I mean, so I don't know if it's like a, for us, it's like, I mean, it could feel like a situation we feel, we talk about it because it's happened. Whereas for you guys, it's probably, it's not a. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a lot less that's like off limits in that sense to us. 
or to me. I just, you know, to me. It is not to me, too. No. no. It's, you know, I feel like it's most niggas. I don't know. I, I do Patrick's like, like, like I don't know. stop. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm talking about former self. Former self, for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too, me too. No, but I do. I think that there is a disconnect in like what we allow in terms of like unsolicited shit right like mm-hmm. i feel like most men and it, it might even be like the unsafe thing that we mentioned earlier where i think most men feel confident in like being able to protect themselves against anybody mm-hmm. right mike tyson could walk up and i feel like i got a good chance right at least wow. I'm gonna, no. at least wow, you are confident at least i'm gonna get a, i'm gonna get like a one two in i believe and that's called hubris unco- <laughs> <laughs> hey we got it we got it we got it hubris we got the hubris <laughs> It's extreme confidence to the point of like failure. It's more even now, right? Thank you. You know who the um, double degree side of the table is? (laughs) I was single degree over here. Oh, you're just smart. Sure. Okay. I guess so. First time somebody called me that, but I'll take it. Oh, okay. I was about to say you probably heard it before, but I guess not. (laughs) Supposed to say no. (laughs) Smart. Yikes. Damn, you ain't never heard that before. I told you they get spicy. Oh. You know, I mean, you know what Hubert who, 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 We did it. All right, go ahead. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I think that we might just have a lot of overconfidence where we're like, shit, you can do anything and I'm I'm mm-hmm. cool, right? Mm-hmm. Not anything, but damn near anything and we cool. And yeah. I, I'm, women probably just don't have that level of comfort or confidence or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Things yeah. escalate no. fast yeah. when they escalate. Yeah. And that's what's scary is that yeah. it can go from like playful, ha ha ha, to like, what? <laughs> In a heartbeat. Yeah. I had to have someone and tell, oh, you never answered the question. Go ahead. What was the question? There were several. Hubris. Excessive pride or something. Well, you did define it. Webster did define it for us. Um, your question was, no, your do you feel question. unsafe? Oh, mine? Yeah. I mean, my question was like, what does accountability look like? Yeah. And like, is there a line in terms of your friendships and shit that you either have? Do you need to hear that something happened one time? Do you need to hear that it happened two times? Do you need to see the court case? Like, what is the, the act? For your own two yeah hours. like oh, what's okay. the limitation in terms of like when you're willing or if you're willing to let that friendship go or like are you distancing yourself are you just Same that's something. my nigga and we gonna ride till we die let's see where you're going with this yeah that's a great question um for me most of the men that i'm close with i've been friends with for a couple decades you know what I mean? Like these are lifelong friends. So if anything did and things do come up, when things come up, I'm willing to fight for a long time to be like, bro, you need to get your shit together. We're going to work on this. Right. I've, I haven't yet come to a situation where I need to cut somebody off, but with a newer friend, somebody that I don't know, I met last year, for example, if something came up, that was really something that I disagree with, or like, just, I can't fuck with it. It would probably be pretty easy to cut that person off. And yeah. it might be because I also have these other friends who are lifelong friends. I'm like, right. I just don't right. need I don't you. Need you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, niggas. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, the bar for him is like, oh, you sniffed wrong. Like, it's not even like- <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I do try and at least these days, my younger self was a little different, but these days, I think when a situation comes up, I do try and um, approach the person immediately about whatever it is. And like proportional to the severity of like whoever reported it. So if this is like, you touch my butt and be like, bro, did you touch your butt? But if it was like, 
this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I'll be like, yo, let's sit down and like really, really get into this shit. Some, something happened. Get right? here. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think I hold the same sentiment. Um, I mean, with my friends in terms of holding them accountable, we definitely going to have a conversation about it. If, if it comes to me or if it's brought to me, um, I'm the conversation guy, apparently. Um, and I've never, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I was like, oh, I can't fuck with you no more because you did this. That is not, that has yet to really happen to me. Um, maybe some situations when, when I was younger, but it wasn't related to someone being assaulted or, you know, someone sexually assaulting another woman and me being a witness or a party to that. Mm. Um, I, I pretty much hold my friends to a standard where it's like, yo, we're all in this together. Like mm-hmm. if we all move in some way and you're the one that's bringing us down there, we're all down there. And that's how the group is going to look as a whole. Um, and I, you know, I, I really believe that if it's at the point where that's a space where I'm not going to play in, I would either distance myself totally or have a conversation. I was like, yo, that's just not something that can be accepted. Like, and you expect it to be cool and not be addressed. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't want to be, if it's not going to be addressed, then it's like, I can't move with you outside. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, and it's tough when you have relationships that have been established for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are aspects to people that you just don't know. All these things that pop up, you, you, does anybody watch the news? Like somebody right. pops up and is like hiding people in their basement. I was friends with him for 15 years. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. Like shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's like when things that pop up as surprises to you, that's completely out of character for somebody that you know. It's a tough thing to face and yeah. like try to tackle head on and deal with because as men, we know aggression. Like <laughs> nine times out of 10, we spoke about this. I was like, yo, I feel like I would slap up one of my guys if I felt like, yo, you way out of pocket. Like, and that might be what it is yeah, in, in that moment. But to really address it, that's, that's a difficult thing that would take time to really assess, you know, the severity of, of whatever it is and, and really how to handle it within your group as friends. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's hard because like as women, a part of like what makes it so hard to go forward is that you become a pariah. Like mm-hmm. you're the mm-hmm. problem. Like what happened to you is your fault in some way, shape or form. And sometimes that also extends into who's willing to be your friend. In reference mm-hmm. to the assault? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, And who's willing to be your friend or support you or be behind you. And mm-hmm. often I see men close ranks. So in a situation where like with Kodak Black as the example, who's been accused of this multiple times and has no shortage of friends, it becomes like, what's going on? Like, do you guys just not care? Are all of you doing it? And only he's getting caught because he's the name. Like what's happening? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're just like comfortable with someone who moves like this. You know what I mean? It just is yeah. like, yeah, that's what we try to understand as women. Cause it's also like, we want to know that like who we spend our time with and who we befriend and who we call friends are people that 
wouldn't stand for things like that, that we yeah. could feel comfortable going to or expecting action out of if we need it. Cause it's not, I feel like a lot of times in these conversations, it's like women, oh, women are always doing this or women are always accusing blah, blah, blah. But it's not one shoe fits all. Like just because someone did it last week, I didn't do it. It didn't happen to me yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, we want to know that the people that we associate ourselves with are safe and are gonna come to bat for us if we need them to because it's to go to you as a friend that is like you have nothing to do with what happened to me but like i need help is like not an easy thing to do yeah 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 i think your question earlier about what does it take whether it's a like news report or court case or whatever i think that's a really important one and i the one that i haven't really spent much time thinking about but you're right. It does seem like there needs to be this. The burden of proof is on the woman who it happened to to like present this evidence for the rest of the men around the guy to be like, oh, shit, bro. Not cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And often even when that happens, like nothing happens. Like, wow, that sucks. Yeah. Because mm. the context in which Patrick and I have this conversation, it was when um, Chris Brown got accused mm. um, most recently. Um, and it wasn't true. It was like someone was like, I guess. Upset that she, that he didn't have sex with her again. Mm. I think they like did have sex, and he. It was clear that she was lying because he had like their text message chain, and he had not met up with her. Um, and so then like people, I think there was like Lil Duval like yeah. came out and was like, "That's why like this is ridiculous. She should get as many years oh, as I he would have gotten in jail and blah blah." And I was like, "What years?" Yeah. I was yeah. like, "We're talking about Chris Brown, the man that we know assaulted a public figure." going to a very public event who spent no time in jail over yeah. it. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. What yeah. time would he observe? You know what I mean? Or even like the Tory Lanez and Megan situation yeah. with her getting shot. Like there's been multiple questions if it actually happened, if he did it, if now, if they were sleeping together, she was lying about that. Like it matters in yeah. the whole case or even Trey songs. There's yeah. been a Mal- myriad of women. <laughs> yeah, apparently he's like worse worse from what I hear. He's like yeah. the worst. Yeah. yeah. So, and I don't even know if he's been charged or, or if he's just been accused or what's happening with that. Someone was like, Trey Songz got acquitted from his charges, came back to Twitter being MLK, and y'all forgot until he got brought up on charges again. Yeah, damn. <laughs> I was like, yikes. He was trying to do all this civil rights activism after he came back on Twitter. Was he? Civil rights? Apparently. Yeah, like, you know, social media. Yeah. Not like <laughs> right, marching right. in the streets or anything. Like he, he put up a <laughs> not anything square. real. You're not going to be in anybody's yeah. textbooks in a couple okay, years. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> civil rights leader, Jesus. <laughs> put up some glasses, thought he was MLK. What's going on? Imagine. Yeah. Lord. Goodness gracious. Mm, but, yeah. um, all right. Okay, so man, this feels heavy now. Sorry. It does. Okay, so let's, we can pick it up a little bit. Okay. Um, Bill oh. birth control. Can we? Okay. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> when it's going down, she's like, I ain't got no rubber. You're like, it's okay. Are you, on, are you, on, are you on the pill? Are you taking the pill? No. I feel like, <laughs> do we need to preface this? Do you know male birth control is like being... The injection and... Oh, never mind. Oh, I don't know. Well, first of all, you explain. Hey, you, you know teach what? Us something. Is this, the, this is the pill, the new pill that's like being tested on human beings right now. Yeah. I think there's already an existing injection that will like block something in your system that, that like terrifying. is right exactly and it lasts for some number of years that's something years? other than the surgery that's yeah, not a vasectomy. Vasectomy. Um, yeah it's not a vasectomy not the vasectomy, um okay. this is like essentially super glue going into the right place Ooh. and blocking what it should okay, block i wouldn't even advocate for anybody doing that Wait, no. it's crazy i have yeah. questions 
Let yeah. me ask me. You're not a doctor, so you probably can't answer that. I'm not a doctor. The first time I was thinking, like, oh, like maybe it blocks whatever's in the semen that impregnates women. But then you said super glue. So now I'm not sure. I think it just blocks the passage. Pretty right? sure it's not. Wait, super so do glue. you still come? That's one thing. Really sure. <laughs> I think even if you have a vasectomy, you do, don't you? Oh, but, I don't know about that. I don't know. I think that's what I'm do. saying. So, like, is it just what's ever in your semen? Like the actual. Whatever semen. gets whatever connects think, with the egg. I think that's the semen. So, I don't well, know what the, the one thing Doctor Kirk does know. I know There's one a thing between. Oh. Yeah, oh, okay. niggas know. Yeah, niggas know. I tell you. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You got it. So, your semen is actually the carrier of your sperm cells, right. which is what gets obviously like into the egg and impregnates right. you. Right? So it stops the sperm. Semen probably could still come out, but the sperm for sure is not. Okay, uh, that's, right. that's, that's what happens when you have a vasectomy too. That could be yeah, you still right. yeah yeah interesting. There's still oh, the okay. money shot, but no, that's not yeah. what we're talking about. The more yeah. you know, <laughs> we were talking about a pill. <laughs> yeah, right. So this pill situation. Wow, not the skeptical. Right, I'm already. Sick. I'm tired of y'all. All right, niggas. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even be skeptical. That's crazy. You know how long that's women wild. have been on birth control? Right. All kinds <laughs> of serious. You know how long you've been watching y'all be on birth control? Like, you're the one with hormones. Oh, I don't know how it works. It doesn't. It's not hormonal. Yeah, which yeah, is. He not. doesn't know. How, oh, okay. how does it work then? You thought that, that, that was super is glue, not so. a question for me. Not a question. I don't fucking know. I don't even know that I would trust niggas to take it. I'd be like, nah, put this right, condom on. Right. Too. No, niggas are definitely not trustworthy. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> definitely don't trust. That should have been our first question. Yeah. Okay. Can we trust niggas? No. no. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're not taking the pill. Um, even if you're taking the pill, you're not taking the pill. <laughs> Not the I, I'm not. Uh, I would need to. Know, I need to know the side effects and like a little bit more. The same about ones it. as us. It's gonna make you moody. So yeah, nah. Um, it's gonna yeah, make you gain already. weight. Um, I don't think that those are. It's gonna fuck with your sex drive. That's yeah. the worst one. I don't. That. I don't know if that's true though, because it's non-hormonal. I think all of those are like side effects from it being. No, even boy, Carol, you're I'm saying just, like if those were the effects, like what, what I, would well, we take? What I'm saying is we have non-hormonal birth control options too, and weight gain and oh, still happen. Yeah, okay, blood clots, side, all this stuff can happen with oh, birth well, control. I, okay, yeah. Sorry, I didn't think blood clots was a hormonal aspect of it. I just no, I thought that moodiness, um, weight gain, oh, and and like lower sex drive were all hormonal birth control oh, I know side effects. When they were giving me my options, even with the non-hormonal one, it sounded like it all sucked. No oh, fuck. What's the arm one? It can move. Oh no, not Marina. Oh. Yeah. I also can I the one that they put that. in your uterus. Yeah, it can get like attached to your uterus. Does that do those have hormones though? Is it, that hormonal? There's hormones? two well, at least the one in your uterus, there's two kinds. There's a non-hormonal one and there's a hormonal one. Oh, okay. But if it c- comes out or dislodges or whatever, it's very dangerous. Yeah. yeah. It's also weird because there have been like forms of birth control that have that are no longer forms of birth control. Mm-hmm. Remember, like the ring? Do people still get that? Yeah, or the depo shot. Yeah, that's the ring's not, not a thing anymore. Uh, I think it comes out too about. easily. Like I, I never know. understood it. Me either. It, like, it's a ring that it, it's just a goes in the vagina. It's supposed to block the semen or something like that. Yeah. But not your peen. I don't know about yeah. it. Yeah, I don't but know. it's not supposed to physically block your semen. It's just supposed to be like a barrier. No, oh, I think it releases like something. Uh, that's like a woman's condom. Yeah. That's a diaphragm, I thought. Yeah, it is a diaphragm. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. We probably should yeah, do yeah, some more yeah. research on this before we wind up. Well, five doctors. Don't worry, guys. You're learning a ton today. Good luck, everyone out there. Doctors look at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just floundering right. What we learned was <laughs> the male birth control is nigga. not happening. What we learned is we don't know a lot. No, and it sounds like neither. All right, well, uh, I had a mm. uh, secondary question, but now I can't think of it. Uh, mm. The birth control? 
Yeah. I would not take it. I would stick to condoms. Okay. Yeah. Same. Are you 100%? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you deserve this book. Round up, round up. I don't really believe yeah. you, but if you are, like, I would definitely have to see the research, like, mm-hmm. and what are the trials that have been conducted. Okay. And, but there has to be a lot to convince me to take the pill. I mean, I already, all right. So, would you get a vasectomy? Would I get a vasectomy if you were done having kids? I think so. You can done. get it before because there's reversible. Yeah, you can yeah. reverse that. I think oh. I would do that. Kirk's like, well, let me make an Maybe appointment. Maybe this is the weird super glue thing I was talking about. <laughs> no. No, it's not. It's not. No, it's not. This is more, yeah. they call it a snip. They don't, no it's one's done super glue. Yeah, 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 gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> this is the research we were talking about. Yeah, I think there's been enough things done on the vasectomy to, to prove that it's like, the efficacy is like really high mm-hmm. in that terms of like, together. just making sure that it's not an issue. Right. So basically um, effectiveness, just FYI. Yeah. Are you good? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was like, wow, look at what their conversations are like. Big big word. Not my arms. Oh gosh. Um, wow. I would hate to be the third wheel in their dance life. I don't know what they're saying. They might move to speak Portuguese. I'm gonna go back in my phone. I hate it. I'm gonna go back in my phone. Also, word after word, you press in six letters. Hubris. I just want that to be really clear. Just very, very clear about it. Anyway. What she's trying to say is it's not an elementary word. So thank you very much. Well, I actually right. literally remember the word hubris from my SAT prep. See? So, exactly. You know That's exactly what I was talking about. I respect about. that. I don't remember I any of my one. SAT words. Yeah. Why? Because vocab is not my friend. All right. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I feel like we hit a sore spot. <laughs> <laughs> to the day it. Y'all just gonna have to know I'm going to GTS okay. for sure. That's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Google that shit. Yes. Um, but yes, I would have to see some real information about what is actually happening and how it affects men for me to feel like, yeah, sure, I'll take it. Um, I, I think the I think it's unfair that the immediacy that for women to take birth control is more important for y'all than it is for us, because it's, it's a big change on y'all's lives, more so than us. You know, we're kind of y'all go through the pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you bring life into the world. We're right. just sitting there waiting. Which to me seems more reason you know? for y'all to take the birth control than us. But I'm saying during labor, we got to hold your hand real tight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that should be hurting. You ain't even talking about the nine months. You're talking about during labor. That's uh-uh. The end. That's, That's the all end you game. need to know about men. <laughs> right. The finish line right there. And who can complain about it? it. It's actually a handshake. We made it. It's <laughs> not a handshake. Mm. I'm sick. Okay. Oh. Should we uh, move on? Yeah. Yeah. Can. Okay. Is it, is it me? Nope. It's I. Oh, great. All right. <laughs> I'm on cue today. All right. So our next segment is going to be on um, questions we've always wanted to ask men. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so who wants to go first with their question? Okay, I'll go first. Did um, all these questions come from Tiff? No. No, okay. it's actually right, my right. idea. Okay. 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 So all of a sudden you have a vagina. What's the first thing you do? Um, yeah, I'm having sex for sure. Immediately. <laughs> no doubt in my mind. So you're going straight for the dick. I didn't say it was sex with another man, first of all. Okay. But I'm definitely sticking yeah. something inside of my vagina. Okay. My vagina. Wow, this is like I get to do what I please with it. 
Maybe I mean, I'd probably have to ask somebody like, how do I do this? Teach me <gasps> the ways of YouTube pleasuring it. yourself. You know what I mean? Don't ask your friends that. Okay. YouTube it. <laughs> YouTube. That's how I did it. Red tube. I mean, red tube, whatever. Anyway, if I imagine if I woke up with a vagina, I mean, there's a lot of calls I have to make first. But after that, after I've settled, wait, that's it. who are you calling? Everybody. Did it happen are to you? you question? I cannot be the only person that knows that I have a vagina. This oh, you're calling to inform them. Yes, every, everybody, okay, everybody, oh, my mother will know. This is some <laughs> wild shit, mom. Guess what? <laughs> we got some real problems here. Is there a doctor for this? We got some real problems, moms. <laughs> are you guidance. hoping she can help? I need your. I need some guidance from somebody. Right? Guidance. The homies are gonna laugh as we discussed earlier. Like, yeah, bro, all these jokes. Well, I'm shocked that you're telling you're broadcasting. Who's gonna smash Kirk? <laughs> you know niggas is gonna go there. You know after that call. I really wanted to ask, but I was trying not to. I yes. felt like I was already out the window, so I just. Yeah, I'm gonna tell nobody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not telling you the for you can't, you can't I gotta I gotta prep for that conversation. I gotta get it. Yo, bros, guess what? I got a pussy. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's what? like that uh, yeah, like Black Mirror episode. Oh, the yeah. Video games. The video game. Oh, that, yeah. That was crazy. 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 This got this turned darker than I intended. <laughs> okay. Let name? me answer it. Yeah, I yeah. would look at it first. I think I would get a mirror and be like, hmm. I would inspect. Okay. Um, as men, we can look down and see our shit. So. Must be nice. Not a problem. Mm. Right. <laughs> You know, as women, y'all gotta get something else. Y'all yeah. need a reflection. Mm-hmm. So I think I would look at it just to okay. be like, is that really there? Like, the mm. yeah, but that's a great question. Like, how do I find out? What's like the what's the process of this? Like, you gotta go I mean, your balls and yo, you get vagina. Like, how do you okay. find out? Like, when you wake up and go pee. So it's a wake up in the morning and now I got a vagina thing. Yeah, this wasn't you, meant to. Are happen. you hoping it happens in the middle of the day? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> like it just appears. Like, how like, does this happen? Yeah, yo, have you ever seen those hypnotism videos where they? Tell the guys like you're gonna wake up and you have no dick, and then he's like, oh, "Where's my dick?" Like, passion <laughs> <laughs> is shocking, <laughs> yo. And then he's asking other people, "Where did my dick go?" Like, oh, I've no. seen this in undergrad. Like, we had a hypnotist come to the school and do this with guys. The shit was hilarious. That's but crazy. you can Google it. Trauma. There's plenty yes. of videos out there Sorry. on that. Oh gosh, this like do this you, goes into my second oh, question, but you oh. can go ahead. Oh, you can go if it's blowing. Okay. So, at what point did you determine if your penis was small, average, or large? <laughs> like, did you have to see someone else's first, or do y'all have, like, a scale? <laughs> did you measure it? Yeah. Did you Google? Yeah. Like, What's average penis size? Yeah, like, when did you guys find like, out? Did someone tell you? Oh. Oh! Did you know your dick was little? All right, so... Never heard that shit. Mm. Right, so Everyone's like, wait a minute, is, let me go ahead. Little, little, maybe a little traumatic. Um, oh, God. I have not like that, but I have oh, an older brother. He's like six years older than me, right? I first watched porn when he first watched porn. Oh. I have this tiny little baby dick, right? And I'm seeing these grown ass men with these long, like porn. And obviously, porn is just unrealistic in general, but mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is what. I'm supposed to look like type thing, right? Uh-huh. So for probably many years until I went through puberty and like 
talked to other people about this, men and women both, I felt like I had the smallest dick on the planet. Oh, and no. It was like a hard thing for me to for me to like process. I was embarrassed. I didn't want to show anybody. Who would I show anyway? But, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, school like nobody this. can see this. No one can know. Right? So you're like, I gotta be a nice guy. Uh, <sighs> wow. You just Maybe. This is crazy. This is wild. Is that why you're the This might be why I'm so like empathetic, right? You're welcome. A little dick syndrome. For me. Sheesh. I just diagnosed your whole the life. therapy <laughs> sessions I'm having here. This is beautiful. You're welcome. You should come back. It happens a lot. Yeah. You're welcome. Go apologize to that girl shit. and then think about why you're so nice. Yeah, no. Yeah, for real. For real. Dear God. I do think being exposed to porn at a young age creates a complex for men. Being that I just meant you may not. Well, yeah, you're right. Uh, you may not be enough for whatever it is, whatever God created it for how you are for anybody. Right. And then just feeling like, you know, it. I think it makes people uh, sort of like fold into themselves and mm. not want to go through those adolescent things of being trying to, like, get the girl in. In, in the hopes that she's going to be quote unquote disappointed. You know mm. what I mean? So yeah. um, <clears throat> that's yeah. And, and, and I, I know we watched something that dealt with like youth and porn and addictions with that and what that does to young men and the dangers of it, you know, mm. um, you know, undeveloped minds looking at this shit. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Damn. It's tough. It's tough. <clears throat> dig him. Um, I don't know. I know that's not where you're talking about. It's okay. a question. <laughs> On a lighter note, like as I started having sex, I would actually ask like, and this is, you know, early on when I started having sex, like, how, what, did, what do you think of this dick that I got? What do you think? <laughs> right? Like, did you whisper that in her ear? <laughs> what do you think of this dick that I got? It was like, it was like after the act. Flat out question after the act. Like, oh, wow. I gotta know. Okay. I gotta know. I need some feedback. You know? I need wow. some feedback. Yeah. Oh, I think wow. feedback is important. Oh, 100%. Niggas, niggas got to know. Not a peer review yeah. right after. Like, not a peer review. <laughs> so was that good? Research. <laughs> and it wasn't like, these six questions and It wasn't like, like, oh, yeah, how was the sex for you? Like, oh, did you come? No, it was like, what do you think about this dick? For real, for like, real. So like, I need to know. Wait, I have another question. <laughs> not You need a survey afterwards. Right. right. Please fill this out on your complex. way out. <laughs> so I, did you have sex with him again after that question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these were like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seems like I, I mean, if if the act happened already, I mean, she's I invested. Yeah. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. No, you're right. You're right. Not necessarily. Right. Not necessarily. But Let's not make assumptions. Yeah. Yes. 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 Make assumptions. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I just wondering how that conversation went, and it's not being weird after. Or do you make it like a lighthearted jokey joke? Yeah. Um. You do it in a way that's not like that's. She's not going to be like, well, that's a weird ass fucking question, right? It is. Like. <laughs> Without any context, yes, it is. When you just had sex, it's kind of like, oh, okay, we're here now, right? Um, but yeah, it's not. I, I ask it in a way where it's not that weird. Okay. I used to ask it in a way where it's okay. not that weird. I haven't asked it in a while, and I might do that too. You know? I hate you. I might do that too. I hate you so much. You should. Yep. I remember this um, one of my friends when I was like in high school. She said that her boyfriend at the time, the first time before they were about to have sex, he was like, "Don't laugh." <laughs> Before you whipped it out. Oh, that's tough. I, oh, I, man. That man needs a hug. For real. Oh, that's tough. Know. No, sorry, sorry, I would have been like, <laughs> 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 like, there's no way I'm not laughing after that. Like, why would you do that? That's wild. Violence every time. <laughs> we would have had to break up. There's no way I'm having a serious conversation with you. <laughs> Oh my that. god! There's no way. Oh, man. Definitely would have done that. Yeah. Don't lie. What? 
without a doubt. You would definitely. Want I that. would have. I was like, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. I really care about you. I can't do this today. There's no yeah, way. That's tough. That's terrible. Oh. I mean, how much of that is just like men's confidence, though? It's like. Is it? Is, he, it, is it wrapped up in that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No, nah, I don't I mean, think so. I feel, I feel Wait, like what it's do the you same mean? kind of complex. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Leslie, you're not a man. Well, <laughs> that's not what I was going to oh. say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, I feel like women have been like, how was this pussy afterwards? Like, no, I meant not the sex. I meant general, like, is your... Is is your, your yeah, like, like, yeah, your does confidence. that, right, um, like the baseline. I think it's, I, I think there's no correlation when I say that because no. I've heard of a couple of men who apparently are well known to have small penises also have these huge big personalities and are like overbearing and super confident. And then I know other Like Napoleon Complex. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. I know other people who apparently like really got it going on and are also very conv- confident and like have that same personality. Right. Oh, yeah. From yeah. what I hear. Fooling folks. I'm sorry. Yep. Not fooling folks. <laughs> that big energy is not <laughs> not giving what it's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's funny. They're out there. Ooh. Are, they, are they bragging on it though? Uh, or is it just a personality? It's more of a personality thing. Like, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Is that be the worst? But also, I mean, like sleeping with a lot of women <laughs> and like being open about how many women they're sleeping with, which could be a form of bragging, I guess. It yeah. is bragging. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm bragging. <laughs> yeah. I guess I meant like bragging. But you think they're like, just like giving oh, their snaps of the week? Old dick. Y'all should all see it. Type <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Okay, I guess like what I'm, I'm saying is like, since mm. obviously no one's doing that, um, <laughs> that's the next best thing. It's like, You'd be surprised. How was your week? Oh, I, you know, I, I, I took down about eight of them this week. Like yeah. that. Wow. Is bragging. <sighs> I yeah, that's eight. True. Really? <laughs> Did you get tested? Why? Do you need to be in therapy? Like, are you Jesus good? Christ. Do you know you need to be Where did you meet them at work? It's Friday. <laughs> Yikes. Hey, anyone else have another? I have one more. I yes, yeah. I have questions. Uh, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um oh, mine's deep. That's uh, kind of bad. All right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hey, All right, I'll ask a non-deep one. Um is it a hoochie daddy summer or not? Uh, oh, look at y'all coming okay. on over. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. How short are your shorts? Super short. Oh, oh. like Daisy Duke. I so just, you I just subscribe got, to the trend. I just got on this trend, and I'm not ashamed of it at all. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Um, are we going, talking like '70s basketball shorts? Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. By, by, far, by far, the shortest shorts I've ever had, and so I'm going to on this Jamaica trip next next weekend. And I bought these shorts for this trip, knowing that like give the legs, give the legs. There's some shorts. Okay, but I mean, this is you know, it's the beginning of the summer. We're gonna see how you know. Have you been doing leg day? Absolutely not. No. Oh, leg day is important for hoochie daddy shorts. It's gonna be chicken legs and hoochie daddy shorts. Okay, we're gonna stay up there. Listen, you're confident. I like that. Let's get together. Our affirmation should be for Kirk this week. Okay. You have a deal with Jamaican woman, your boy? I have not. I have no idea what to expect. Jokes. Are you staying at an all-inclusive resort or like an Airbnb? Airbnb. Okay. It's a big room. It's for a 30th birthday. Are you in Mobe? Montego Bay? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. But up until like a couple days ago, I was telling everybody Ocho Rios and found out that wasn't true. We're talking about well, a couple right. days, like two days ago. Yeah, Are you traveling alone or with people? He's I'm big- traveling solo, but when I when we get there, it's like a big group. Yeah, but do you know your address? 
No. Okay. I'll figure that out. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. These I'm are important questions. I'll all figure right. out. Just looking out for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going to say a lot of prayers. A lot of different prayers. Yeah. 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 All right. Who's. Wait, the Hunchy Daddy shorts. The shorts. No, no. That's absolutely not. You said it's a firm now. And I'm into legs, and he doesn't have chicken legs. but I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, I'm into it, but I don't hate I it. I was just never into short shorts as a man. Like, I mean, it com- It depends. How short are we talking? I don't know like how short are we. Out. 70s basketball. Yeah, 70s. like halfway up your thighs. Like, would D-Way be wearing on the gram? I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure. What <laughs> we want to see your Gucci guy shirts. We see 50% of your thigh. Yeah. yeah. Strong 50. That's a lot of thigh. That's your, of thigh. It's your boxers. And yes, that's like we're going out in boxes. Like, mm, you want me outside in there? Mm. That looks like a no. You're not asking me. I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tip might be into it. Right. She'd be like, let me see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I would be acting up, though. <laughs> yeah, you would be. Yeah. So that's a no. <laughs> don't have to act in public. I mean, what was the match you want? Jesus. Hey, daddy. No. You got a wife? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have one more silly one, and then I guess we can get back into tips deep. Cuts. We don't have to. We, <laughs> don't, we can avoid it. Don't ask your questions, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Come on. Well, should we? Yeah. I should go next. I mean, I'm just gonna ask mine because it's quick. Oh, but I feel like we should end funny. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Mine. Uh. Deep question that I that I thought was the purpose of this uh, segment. <laughs> um. Uh. Get ready. How far down the rabbit hole do men go before asking for help? Oh, it was. <laughs> I'm, I'm still. I'm in a minute. I'm deep in the fucking rabbit hole and still not asking for help. Oh, yeah, niggas circle the drain for real. Okay, but why? Why? Okay, based on the previous conversation around you guys feeling like you have a support system that you can lean on, mm. why? Yeah, that's a great fucking question. I think a lot of it is being raised as men, understanding like, hey, whatever you're dealing with is your responsibility and not for you to put on anybody else. Ooh. Um, there is a lot of needing to just be self-sufficient as men and feeling like as men, we don't have support like emotional support. That's not something that's taught to us. That's not something like I didn't grow up with a thought that I could depend on other people in a real capacity. Like that's something you kind of grow into. And the notion of like, quote unquote, being protected is not something that is there for men. Would you agree? Yeah, oh, I agree with that. Hold on, but so you, but at some point you unlearned that, right? Because you've proven to yourselves that you have a support system that you can lean on. It's tough when shit is ingrained when ingrained in you. No, I agree um, with you, but at some point you've unlearned that you don't have to be everything. Like you don't have to bear the weight mm-hmm. of everything, right? Have you have you unlearned that? I guess is the question. I, yeah, I don't know if that's the truth. Like, okay, so you I, have. I, I, I guess okay. I, like I, I've learned that I don't have to be but my default still is like oh i got this i'm cool mm-hmm. i'll figure this shit out one way or another do you find that that's true like do you find that that is more helpful or beneficial to you than 
do you ever eventually take it to your friends? When you take it to your friends, do you feel like you have more solutions in front of you or that a weight is taken off or do you not even try? Um, the times that I do, it's like, it's, it's a little bit more of like, a, I guess, surface level. But again, it's uh, like I was saying earlier, it's a very like, if I have a problem, friends are just going to make sure that you're good in general. Right. Mm-hmm. And basically like spend as little time as possible on this issue so that we can get to the, you being happy and you like having fun and being cheerful part. Right. Oh, so we're not going to dig. Oh, right. We're going to like as try, much to as, try our best to get back to good times. Yeah. Like as much as it takes just to get back to good times, but yeah. not like live in that part of in it, that moment. You know, and I think that's the, the fallacy between like men friendships because yeah. As friends, all we know is good times. Yo, we going to the bar. We going. We going to get drinks or shots for everyone. Not, <clears throat> yo, you're dealing with the fact that X, Y, and Z happened in your life, and you don't know exactly how to deal with it. Nobody's sitting down having that real conversation around the table of men, right? And I think it's important with male friendships when you see your friend going through something. Um. Just the simple, yo, are you good? Checking on the person. Because as men, we're always going to tell you that we are fine. I'm good. I'm good. If you know something is not good, it is your responsibility to then check on your friend. Yeah, I'm actually um, sad for y'all. Me too. I want to help it's, both of you. And it's really like a space where <laughs> I don't it's like, you, but... it's really, <laughs> damn, don't even want to hug <laughs> Well, you. I mean, I'm not a toucher. So I'm just going to, you know. Fair, fair, yeah. fair. Um, and, 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 and that's the thing. It's, um, that's the, the lack of support just amongst men across the board. I feel like that, this is that the whole is hour we, conversation. I know. That's why I, I feel like this is what I, and this is what I, I try not to do. I didn't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I've had this side of this conversation with both of you individually. And when we were having this conversation earlier, I felt like we weren't getting at the nuts of it because you didn't want to try to talk shit about your friends, which is not what we were trying to do. Mm-hmm. But we're just trying to get at the core of like what makes y'all feel safe like in a, in a space like where we don't understand why men circle the drain or why men's mental health is where it is like collectively especially with men that are surrounded by friends um i almost put that in like air quotes like how do we help like yeah. how, like where do you go for help like where where is your safe space? Where Where is your fortitude? Obviously, if you have a relationship with God, that is one. It, you can always yeah. get a therapist. But like in spaces where like we want to check on you or your guy friends want to check on you, be there for you. Like, how do you allow them to do that? Like, how can they show up for you? So my answer to the question of like, where do you feel safe is women. My women friends is yeah. like, that's the relationship that I have with them. Like if I'm if I really need somebody to listen and live in the shit with me for, for however long I need, I'm going to be there. I'm probably going to go to a woman for that. Right. Yeah. With the guys, it's more of like a, I need you to know what's happening. I need you to know what I'm going through. Be aware of the situation. Yeah, be I'm aware not, and let's get yeah. back to doing what we do. But like, you need to know. Yeah. Let's get this back is to happening that. in my life. But like, if I need to sit and like, feel it out, think it out and like, like being that in that shit, I'm going probably to some woman. Like is if you think about that from their perspective, like from their vantage point for me. Yeah. Oh. For me. Yeah. I, I get everything that I think I need. And for, and for me, that's kind of the balance It's like, I need the fun too. I need to like to pick me up and let's like go out and do all the things that would make me feel like this is another normal day. Another, 
in, that, in any other circumstances. To, to kind of take your mind away from the situation that's happening. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, so yeah, yeah. then I have a question with regard to how does that work if the issue is the woman that you usually go to? Because It feels like you're in a void. And if you don't have a group of friends that surround you that can Loud I was really trying hard to be quiet. <laughs> okay, I've been trying okay, to open okay. it for like 15 going. minutes. Can and the conversation right is getting here. really deep. <laughs> <laughs> I need a drink. <laughs> we heard. I we heard. Did all of pop that loud or just yours? <laughs> but we popped I, all the other ones before we started recording. Sorry. Um, but what I was saying, um, I think there's a there's a void that exists when the women in a man's life are unaccessible um knowing that he can't depend on his friends emotionally Mm. and in those circumstances if you don't have that available outlet and it's not available amongst your friends you're kind of like fishing at what feels like you know you're just fishing it's not you know who can i talk to right who can i but can, can I turn? I turn to? To? Oh, I know you so didn't I have, go there. Well, I, have, I have a so, but do you see how this could be portrayed as unfair? Whereas your safe space is to a woman, but in all instances, you're not her safe space. Yeah, that's a great fucking question. Because the way we lived it, yeah, because I think like a lot of times as women, we do bear the emotional weight of the men in our lives. But then when it comes to maybe and also like, all the shit. Yeah. <laughs> but then like when it comes to either like it being reciprocated, whether you emotionally or in a physical situation, there's not always that same man that's going to stand up for the woman. And I'm not saying that's you two, but just how like in general, how that can feel. Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. Something that I hadn't considered before, because I, I do feel like I put a lot on um, my women friends. As a quick aside, I would love to hear from each of you individually how you like to be referred to by your male friends. Guy friends. Like, well, are you calling us collectively hoes? No, no. Oh. <laughs> what are the options? Whether it be, Jesus Christ. My wife. Whether it be <gasps> women friends or female friends or girl, like you call each other girlfriends and that's universal. But what do you, how do you like your guys to like refer to you? Yeah. What's like the, is, yeah. it, is it women friends? Um, Friend. But when you, when female you can feel. This, to me, it depends on the context. Female right? feels weird to me. I think sometimes. having a husband that's from New York, I'm desensitized to female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. I've, yeah, I've heard you say that what more than once. Yeah, because I don't. A lot of people take it offensively. Yeah, take what offensively? The, female. Being called female. Oh, uh. I'm a little bit <laughs> like, clear on why. Do you guys want to explain why? I don't know why. Just sometimes in the context, it feels like a derogatory. A derogatory. I don't know. Yeah. They're saying a the derogatory. You're scratching your nose. Explain it. It just feels derogatory. Yeah, I know like, it's not a derogatory. Well, term. I don't say male. Like I don't go out and be like, "Those are my male friends," or or that like, male down the street was hot. Like so, I, I do. Don't that. I do say homegirl. Like okay, like, well, yeah, that is how I describe okay. most sure. female really. friends as homegirls. I don't say my female friend. I that. That but is, usually it's like females it? these days be in no, no, that type uh, of age that comes out. But, I mean, yeah. If, if I mean, yeah, yes. Okay. To be clear, but yeah. not, I mean, th- that's not how you, and this is interesting too, because that's not how you refer to your homegirls. Mm-hmm. But I, I've also never heard it be used derogatorily. So I'm a little mm-hmm. bit cloudy on mm-hmm. how and when and why that um, understanding. I, I feel like I just occurred. heard it be more used in a derogatory 
sentence or way. Yeah. Like these females out here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that it's a derogatory term, there. but it just feels like sometimes it's used that way. So yes. it just has a weird okay. context. Interesting. Okay. Um, but I, right, I obviously right. know I'm a female. Nine times out of 10 niggas is not thinking about that. Yeah. Ten times out of ten. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. shocker. That's, that's uh, <laughs> while you lean on us for all your emotional problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, all right, so to get back to that question, that part of it, um, I think that I have a good amount of women friends. Shorties. And, <laughs> and these are legit and these friends. Bitches. These are legit friends. This is like platonic, like legit <sighs> friends. I think the reason mm. that I have I have gathered I think the reason I have gathered a lot of women friends. Sorry, it's how to do it. It was the reason I have I have as many women friends as I do is probably because of this necessity. Like I'm not getting something from my guy friends, Mm -hmm. the homies, right? And Mm -hmm. probably unfair to the women that like I I I place this much shit on them. Um, and so you just unload, just like is what's happening in life. Unload, like, but is I think if it's a reciprocal friendship, then I don't feel like it's unfair. Like if it's just you unloading, but if they go through something or they feel unsafe in a situation, and you're just kind of like, well, on your own, ho, then that's something Mm, completely different. Because also, if you, I mean, and I don't know if this is a women's trait or just me personally, so I'm not gonna try to like make a blanket statement. But for me, like if and I don't feel like we're friends unless you feel emotionally safe with me unless we've had some yeah. more in-depth in conversations depth conversation. than like us yeah. going out every weekend you know what i mean that's right. not what creates friendships it is right. the conversations that incur while we're being friends so i don't think that that's necessarily the flaw i think the question at hand is like if if you've damaged your safe space you know what i mean like what <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like yeah. and then like how do you like move forward? And the reason I ask that is because we know that those relationships are in flux, whereas your friendship with your guy friends aren't. So why are we why have you sought out females that may or may not stay female that may or may not stay in, in your in your life when you could choose a steady source from your male friends or why are, yeah. are those sources the disposable ones mm. well I, I would i would challenge that a little bit <laughs> like I, we might be d- talking about two different types of female friends here okay these are people who i trust and hang out with just almost as often as i do like the homies right mm-hmm. it just so okay. happens that they're women so we don't go play basketball together or go shoot pool together there are certain things that are like it's the guys you know sanctuary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but these are like people that i've known for a very very long time right okay um so, and true. and I just feel like I put a little more on them emotionally than I do on the guys because it's it's just okay. I don't and and I could I suppose I could right like come to my homeboys and be like nah bro I don't even want to play basketball after this I want to talk about this shit some more you know (laughs) you gonna listen to this shit I don't care how um, let me tell you this again yo Kirk over here trying to ruin a good time exactly bro niggas is gonna play ball nah we not no that would actually we're not calling you no more taking the ball go home. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of this goes into like uh, mother son relationships. I think that's kind of where it starts. Oh, where yeah. do we get our most okay. of our emotional support as as children? That's, that's, okay. You know what I'm saying? It's from my mother, and I think that relationship in itself is one of the pivotal ones that can set up your trajectory for like emotional intelligence. Oh God, it's a lot of and pressure. Just, um, I'm sorry. It's okay. All right. No, but I think in, in general, I feel like as a mom, yes. and as, as a woman, mom. period, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of just no. It's it but, doesn't have to be, but it, it it's honestly a lot of it's just you being you. Yeah, more than sure. anything, right? Um, 
And I think I can just speak to like my relationship with my mother. You know what I'm saying? Like as in my youth, like I kind of saw my mom grow as, as I was growing up. So it's being able to see her go through things and just go through life and have candid conversation with her and know that like, um, even in my older years, I can be very forthright with my mom. And there's a level of understanding there. Like some men don't have that type of relationship with their mother. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for me, that put me in a space where it's, it's not difficult to explain something to somebody about what's going on with me emotionally. If I'm ever put in the position to need to relay that, that is not the case with all men. Um, yeah. And, you know, I mean, my mom is, has been the same for me, right? Like, so my brother is like the special exception in terms of like how I interact with men. Um, I put him in a different place where like, I, I can be completely emotional, emotionally open with him brother. about anything. Yeah. He's going to live there with me. He's, he's cool with that. Um, there was a period of time where my brother couldn't be available without going into too many details. It was a whole other story. And the person that I would usually go to, like, wasn't there. And it was actually the person that I wanted to talk about. Right. It wasn't even a question who was the next person in line for me. It was like, mom, mm -hmm. let's, I gotta let this out. Right. I, I need to talk to you about this. This is how I'm feeling knowing that am I like, my mom is actually kind of stoic. Like she's, she's not the person who's like going to weep with you or whatever. Like she's saying like, pat on the back. It's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. Mm -hmm. Let me, you know, let me hear what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice to have that type of a, a presence, right? But I need somebody who's, you know, a friend, somebody who's on my level, peer obviously, peer, yeah. peer to peer, yeah. um, for that same kind of connection. And I have found that with more, like, often with other women than yeah. with my guy friend. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I want to say, like, in my guy friends, amongst my friends, uh, my, my male friends, I, I've definitely, we've definitely tried the, our best to, now be in a position where we know we can try to be there for each other right one of us is going through something like don't hesitate to, to in feeling like you can't come to the group with this issue right yeah. even if it's just you wanting to just talk and explain and just have somebody to hear you out um we've made sure that our space is that level of safe for us you know, because I think just for us as men, um, being able to just like have that level of relationship changes the dynamic of your friendship, yeah. um, where that level of emotion, emotional, uh, support from other men is something that we've never seen. We don't get that from our fathers, right? Sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, Hey, I told you do this. So do that. Or, you know what I'm saying? I'm giving you these quote unquote tools to how to be a man, but like niggas is figuring it out. Real shit. That, mm -hmm. That's the Kendrick what it album, is. The, the, the song Daddy <laughs> Issues. What's his name? That song with the with Sanford on it. Oh, but he, he goes into detail. Yeah, like, this does. is how black men are raised by their mm -hmm. black fathers from a certain period. Yep. You don't get that emotional connection. I told you, don't mm -hmm. touch that. I'm gonna beat you. Da -da 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 -da. And it's just like a very um black and white really life is not black and white right there's a lot of gray in there mm -hmm. right and i think not being able to work through that gray space in terms of relationship within other men 
creates that dynamic between kid, you know, male boys as they grow into men, where it's like, yo, we have a black and white relationship. Yo, we go to the bar. Right. That's what we that's do. What we play is. ball together. That's what it is. That's, that's, what it that's, is. that's it. you being proud in this conversation. That's still of that. Bruh, like, <laughs> I've received some of the yeah. worst advice in my life from my father, emotionally speaking. Like, he'll, yeah. he'll say things like, anytime you're just feeling down, make sure you get up and go to work. <laughs> it's like, nigga, what? Bruh, we have so much to discuss after I get out of this. After I get out of this shit, we got a lot to discuss. Oh, bro. man, don't put me on the spot. Ah. I don't know. What's your like busting cheeks or clapping cheeks? Or, what? What's your dad telling you to do? Oh, <laughs> cheeks. Oh, cheeks. <laughs> this is what you said before. It was something, something with the meat. <laughs> that was the previous And it was still inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. It was just that advice. Just, just keep on. Just, just keep on. Well, I will say, I think it's interesting that have a lot of um like i said i felt pressure in that moment you said that a lot mm-hmm. of pressure and weight is sorry put- that's not what i intended. no no no. i know it's not your intention yeah. but it's interesting that a lot of that is put on the mom-son relationship we just got to the dad-son relationship yeah it's like it was almost like a, a throwaway like but it also had a huge it impact- wasn't home but it had a huge impact on, on the your, shaping of a man on shaping yeah. a man yeah. and your mm-hmm. man-to-man relationships but that wasn't the forefront but that's what i was about to say is like i don't know if um, we don't be charging people with stuff in this podcast too often, but that's what I want to do in this conversation. Cause I feel like with us, the thing that concerns me the most, I think um, amongst male friendships and hearing this is that if your safe spaces are not your safe spaces for whatever reason, in any given time, like I just get concerned that the next thing is then isolation. And that's when I feel like we hear a lot of things with like men's health and yeah. depression and depression and suicide yep. and yeah. all kinds of things. And I just like almost want to charge you guys with not teaching your friends because I mean, you're no one's dad, but like, you know what I mean? But just like with like trying to like yeah. change that, trying to create that space amongst your friendships because you guys need it. Yeah. And, I, and, I'm, and that's what I'm hearing the most out of this conversation is like that especially you guys check on your strong friends you know what i mean like yeah. if, if nothing else so that you guys can have a place to turn to your male friendships too because yeah. sometimes it just feels like as women we have a limited understanding about the concerns like i i know that someone has come to me with like stressing about like job stuff and i'm like why aren't you talking to your male friends about this and i can't talk to them about this i'm like well you can't talk to me about it either. <laughs> like, you need to like you need to find a way to have these conversations with the guys that you're seeing three times a weekend like it can't I can't be your baggage point for this. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. need to find a way to have a safe space with these people that you call your best friends. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it can be dangerous. Right. Very and good. that's what we don't want. Yeah. 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 As much as we can't stand y'all. <laughs> no, that's really Males. Yeah. I think, I, I think the... <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of nasty, I'm right? I dare you call me that. See? 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 Hey, See? That's what I am. Crazy. Um, I do you have you want to ask your no? I'm tapped out. Okay, so my last question for this segment is y'all step it in the name of love or nah? Ooh, nah, wait, I don't know what that means. R. Kelly, is he on your playlist? Oh, okay, cool. I was like, wait, is this some new like Twitter thing that I'm not <laughs> a part of? What's going on right okay, now? I'm Kirk. Kirk is like, I'm not on TikTok. I don't know what's happening. Uh, <laughs> um, no, no, firm no. Yeah, no. All right, you guys hesitated, but I, at the, I believe you. At a wedding, I will follow the bride and groom. I'm, nah, I'm, I'm sitting down. I'm, I'm finicky. 
I'm not ever not your wishy washy. I'm on the fence. I'm not the person who's going to ever play R. Kelly. Period. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I'm definitely I'm getting off the dance floor. Not though. going to disagree with either one of those, but y'all know I he. There were pivotal moments in my life that R. Kelly music. Mm-hmm. Don't <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm playing him, but I'm going to be honest about the fact that there's a hole in my library of music because oh, I agree. You can be sad about it. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Okay, I just don't want to see you you step step side to side anytime. No, but if it's playing, I definitely would like this. Was my jam? In what meant? But are you dancing? Depends on the mood. Shaking your shoulders. It doesn't. I honestly, I'm going to be honest about it. I honestly, you're a traitor. I honestly do despise that man for what he has done. I've seen it. I don't agree with any of it at all. Mm-hmm. However, I know there are parts of my life that I can literally go back and feel. Music brings you to a place. Yeah, it does. It is, so his I music brings me to a place. Yeah. And it's hard for me to not go there without even thinking, honestly. It can be playing and I'm literally, you know how I am. I'm dancing all the time anyway. So yeah. it's something where I have to make a conscious effort to not dance yeah. Yeah. when I hear something I versus feel like, feel like when being he, ramped up about it. Like, yeah. I don't need that. I understand. I feel like when he dies and I know that he's not getting music off of my, like paid off my streams, maybe then I'll revisit. But for now, I just can't do it. But what about, I feel like people mm-hmm. around him probably did know and they might still be alive getting the funds from it. <sighs> yeah. Like, yeah. 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 The black hole. yeah. I feel the same way about the Cosby show, honestly. Oof, I have a lot I of bonds about it. I was thinking that. We talk about it a lot. Thing. I feel I we yeah. watched yeah, um, what about we we got to talk about Cosby mm-hmm. and I that thing was heavy. I cried because it is so sad. Showtime, yeah, showtime. showtime. It just made me so much more sad about like yeah. losing Cosby. Him yeah. as a man, yeah. And just, like now I can feel like I like as a kid was like, oh, I can't wait to show my kids this. You know what I mean? Like I don't have that because like now I have to then teach you about this nigga that is. Yeah, a disaster, a monster. right? <laughs> it's very real. Like, yeah. yeah, it's tough, and that you know that's that whole argument about like, do you separate the artist from the art? Yeah, and, like, how do you? I feel like it's easier kid. for me with Cosby Show. Uh, it's not though. After watching that documentary, I thought it was going to become easier after yeah. I watched that, and it did the opposite. No. And with R. Kelly, it is impossible for me. That yeah. well, this is this did not do what I thought it was going to do. Nope. Um, <laughs> Was that tips tangent or do you actually have a I question? Mean, I do have, I'm always prepared with a question, but you ask us about the Revolutionary <laughs> War. Then we're gonna be done. <laughs> I feel like this is pertinent. Um, is there anything black people take seriously? No. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> not. We just talked about it. It's make a sex offender funny, so no. And the whole podcast is no accountability. <laughs> <laughs> so no, there's nothing. Okay, I expect to differ. I think we take our seasoning very seriously. Oh, oh true. That yeah. is very serious. Oh, wow. And whose food we eat. Yeah, oh. and who cooked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and where it is. I think I got one more. Mm-hmm. When we answer questions with slavery. <laughs> <laughs> is it serious? Though? I feel like it's not. 
Okay. I mean, I mean, it's serious. It's serious. It's actually but, serious. Also, but it comes with laughs. You know what I mean? It's not that serious. It's a big laugh inside. It's the black card. You mm-hmm. play that thing. As soon as you play, play it, I play that. <laughs> what else are you going to say? What are you going to say? Right. Yeah. What? Please tell me. Conversation is Conversation Conversation for sure. That's a good question. I never thought about the fact that black people don't take shit seriously. Not one got that. You're talking about how your whole friendship relationship is based off of not taking anything seriously. It's wild. There are serious things in the world. Y'all, we can actually talk about it. Right? I think it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. You can find the humor sure. in it. Yeah. You just don't want to watch the news. For sure. Yeah, we'll talk right. about that. It's not. Every time I turn on the news, watch actually, okay. death. We'd be right. I was about to say, I feel like <laughs> school shootings. Oh, I don't know how you make it. I don't Especially know how you make that funny. Yeah. yeah, like I just yeah. thought about it. Can I make that a joke? But no, no. no. you can't. No, yeah, that's just the one thing. That's real. Look at us all. That's like God dang. specific to black. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's. Not yeah, but still, like, the one but that still, like, that's the one that's like, like, America thing. Yeah, this has not been a meme. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. Usually we'll make a meme about anything. I mean, to be fair, yeah, because there were a lot of memes about Russia and Ukraine going to war. You're right. That's what I'm saying. But school shootings is like off limits. You're right. Or mass shootings in general, I feel like, are off limits. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like war should be, you know. Should be, but. Okay. I know black people in Ukraine and Russia to be super concerned. Also, not the State Department being like, um, you might get called nigger while you're helping them onto the trains, but you know, Yikes. just try to turn the other cheek. I'm mean, like, who? It feels left to go help. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they were like, Twitter activated. Do I aspire to be that level of Christian? <laughs> like, again, like, I'm not, not there yet. God's still working on me, apparently. Okay. Mm. All right, y'all time for a meme of the week? Meme of the week. Okay, this one also comes from the Melanated Shade Room, Shades Room, and it says, if you were adopted into a rich family as a baby, and then when you were a bit older, your real but dead broke parents found you and wanted their child back, would you go? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you else. Did you give me up because of your station in life? Why are you contacting me? Right. Wow. Let's go around the table. Who's going? Uh, Wait, ask it one more time. Oh, man, I just closed. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Okay, I'm back. If you were adopted into a rich family as a baby, and then when you were a bit older, you're real, but dead broke, and broke is in all caps. So we're talking like government cheese Oof. broke. Also, are you a, an adult or are you like? No, this is a bit older. Okay. So we're going to say, like, let's say. Like, are they taking you back? Is, is that what you mean? Yeah, like, you're better being like, we want you back. We found you, baby. Let's go home. We found oh, you, baby. I so we handed you, you off. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know you. Yeah, maybe you were maybe you were snatched at the hospital, you know. Switch the birth. Let's go yeah. I'm staying with them. I'm ready. All right, I'm ready so with my are you staying with your rich family or your broke um, bio parents? So Sai is going with staying with her rich family. Yeah, I'm yelling stranger danger. <laughs> rich parents. Yeah. I'm yelling Kirk. stranger danger is why. <laughs> 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 Okay. You know, opportunity over there. What I'm going over there for? Oh, ain't no loyalty because you gave me up. Like, <laughs> what am I? What are we talking about right now? Gave I'm up going back and I don't think it really matters. Yeah, because where we at now is that 
I think I would but, stay with my rich parents, but also like have a relationship with my bio parents in my mansion. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like I would want, cause in I know pool. that I would want to know, I would ha- want to have some connection, but do I want to stay with them? Mm. Yeah. Like you got roaches. Mm. No, you can come I, visit. And I, I, you can. I, I would frame it like this. I would be like, you would want more from me. <laughs> what kind of relationship are you having if they can't come visit? Public. Well, you can come visit, but like, don't bring no bags. Do you know when you bring stuff? From your roach infested home. That's oh not what God. I meant. Not in my mansion. Oh my God. Okay. Not in my McMansion. Is that what you just said? Not in my mansion. I said oh. I'm not a McMansion, but <laughs> eat <Funny>. McDonald's. <laughs> what? Me and caviar and sushi for breakfast. What are you talking about? Wow. Energy. Right. McDonald's. <laughs> what is that? I'm rich. Uh, the fact that I know literally someone who is rich enough to ask that question. Damn. I don't, I don't know. know. I would just be like, what? you know, you want better for me. And I do too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how I'm living, Ma. Isn't this what you wanted? <laughs> we agreed to agree before. Right. Yeah. There ain't no reneging uh, in this life. Okay. Man, that's so, it's something you said Olive Garden was like. Remember like when you thought Olive Garden was like five star? <laughs> Did you see that meme? <laughs> it's like and Olive Garden red, all you can eat. Oh, and red lobster like five star restaurants. And salads. Yeah. Mm. My God. We what eat a, like kings. What a time. Mm-hmm. Okay. When the bread sticks are unlimited. Oh, Ooh. have we explained what Afro shade is to Kirk? We haven't, but this is a good segue. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead. Oh, I'm explaining it. I mean, okay. <laughs> Kirk, we have a segment called Aftershade. Um, and that's how we end every podcast. We each say one. So it's not just okay. the three of us. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> We're each going to say one. Um, and they're supposed to be to our listeners related to the topic, giving them some shady affirmations. That's where Aftershade comes from. Okay. So it's like, I'm gonna need some examples for sure. Some motivation, kinda. Motivation, kinda, is a great way to say it. Motivation light. <laughs> yeah. But it it doesn't always have to lead to shade. If you feel yeah, if you just want to be like nice, that's fine too. Say something okay. to people. Whatever. That's not yeah. as fun. advice. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. If you want to give good advice, that's fine too. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Occasionally, happens. it's not what our listeners are expecting from us <laughs> at yeah. this point. Gotcha. All okay. twelve of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. We have you and you and you. That's Especially we can count y'all. It's amazing. Um, okay, I'll go first. Um, I would like to, um, I guess, affirm and remind, specifically, I guess, the two male listeners that are here um, with us. Said the M word again. That's crazy. Wow, yeah. I we, know, right? Just we, like, yeah. we start off disrespectful. Right. Oh. Um, I want you guys to unlearn that you have to bear the weight of the world, um, that you. You do have safe. Well, I would hope that you have safe spaces. And if you don't, that you create them within not only your female women friend groups, but also your male friend groups as well. Because I think it's also as you guys are talking about it, I think I said we said it makes us sad. but It also makes me nervous a little bit, too, that if you do are circling the drain that you, you can't find your way out. And we don't want you to get so far down the drain that you don't see the light. Mm-hmm. And that's um, for our black. I would say for our black men in particular that i don't want to see that happen to right. you guys so i would hope that you would find a safe space and then learn that you that that doesn't exist for you uh, uh, and that I, we love you from uh, um i don't hug but you know see I, often cool. but, gotcha yeah. appreciate you you're welcome yeah. uh so i want to affirm for our listeners and our guests today also that um just remember you guys weren't built to be the island that you guys may feel you need to be. Hmm. I feel like a lot of times um, the world 
will tell you that you have to be in order to be a man and will tell you that that's not necessary at all. Um, your lifelines are not only the women in your life, but also the other men. And also, I'm going to keep it spiritual because that's what I do. God, first and foremost, he's not by himself, so y'all ain't got to be by yourselves. Point blank, period. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there's at least two others. So I don't know who it has to be for y'all, but just know that y'all weren't made to be by yourselves. And I affirm for everybody that you don't have to have the right answer, male or female, woman or man. You don't have to have the right answer. And those that don't identify as As either. either. Yes. You don't have to have the right answers, nor do you have to be alone to find the right answers. I affirm for you all Mm -hmm. that it's possible to be able to get what you need from a lot of people in your lives. And don't feel like you guys have to do it by yourself. You don't have to have all the right answers. All the right answers don't come right away. And that's like y'all learned early on, like we learned early on in life that someone's going to correct us in the ways in which we need to be corrected if, if that's necessary, but it doesn't mean you need to, to find the answer, get the correct answer or move forward with that correct answer by yourself. Somebody is willing to be there with y'all. So I want to affirm for y'all that you're, you're never alone, no matter how much you feel alone. And I know a lot of times we often feel that way because we feel like we need to have the answers or we should have the answers before we can move forward. And answers aren't required for that. Just living is and just being able to be with those that you love and who love you enough to, to want to hear what you're going through. So, from that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> thank I, you. I just clapped for you. <laughs> thank you. I, I, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to follow up by saying that I want to affirm for our male listeners um, and our guests. I know I joke a lot, not even joke. I know I talk a lot about the patriarchy and about how damaging it is <laughs> and how it hinders women. But I That's also want to really talk about how I talk a lot about it because it's not just damaging to women. It's also damaging to mm-hmm. you all. And I, in that, want to say that I affirm for you all that you get to define what masculinity is. Mm-hmm. You get to define what it is for you, what's right for you. You get to be soft if you want. You get to lean on people if you want. You get to be emotionally intelligent as you want. You get to be as smart as you want, as weak as you want. All the things. Like, you get to define it for yourself. There is no wrong way to be a man there is no effeminate man there is there is just being you and that's what i want to claim for all of you see this is why you're trash i can't stand you at all has entered <laughs> really trying to keep it together this is a lot more positive than i expected just for the record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the shade is you, not quite here right, you, you feel it off curve sorry i think that's right you don't get to define how you want to be okay um yeah, that's it. No. <laughs> Be blessed. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> um, cool. Do I give one of the, do I give some Afro shade now? Yeah. 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 All right. So I mean, Afro. That's like, it's Afro, but I do like Afro better. Like a, a firm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, I hear the pun. He was now. like, I didn't hear any like references to hair at all. <laughs> or niggas. Yeah, right. That's supposed to be some nigga shit, right? Yeah. It, it is. Go ahead. <laughs>
So I would actually affirm to all of our listeners, but it's, I guess especially the men, that like these are questions that a lot of people are wrestling with, and that this is not like no one has this shit figured out for real. As much as no. a lot of people talk about it, it's not. This is a lifelong journey of like working through these problems, and you don't have. I guess like some other people have said, you don't have to have all the answers right now, right? So don't put too much pressure on yourself, but you know, take that step. Talk to your friends, male and female. Um, yeah, that would be my affirmation. Good job, newbie. Good job. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's good. That's good. Um, I want to affirm for all the men listening that um, you're learning, learning how to be a man doesn't stop at any station in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is a thought that we are taught what we're taught and we are shaped by that one, those few experiences very early in life. And it's to just be accepted that this is how we are. We can adapt, we can change. Um, men, we can still learn to be better, better men amongst each other, better spouses, better fathers. Um, and this is a lifelong journey. So the rigidness that men are put those bounds that we're put in, those are sort of like shackles that hold us back from being able mm-hmm. to continuously grow throughout life. Cause this is a journey and you should continuously move forward on your path. Um, so don't stop learning. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, guys. Good. Yeah, this is good. Aww. Thanks for coming. Yes, yeah, that's for shady. Yeah. 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 yeah, we enjoyed your podcast. Yeah, so we'll have to find an excuse to bring your ass back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. See y'all in two weeks. Till next time. Bye. Peace.